Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Episode 36: A Man's Mind with Johnny Castle. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready? Set? Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Race for the Ring. I hope you all had an amazing Halloween. I am just going to skip over the election here in the U.S. um, as it's still sort of an unknown territory. And either way you look, it doesn't look good. So um, on a happier note, I hope everybody was able to get out and enjoy a little safe fun My Halloween actually consisted of laying down and trying to recover from a surgery that I had last week, but I am on the mend and hopefully that will be long behind me in another week or so. It is weird though, I have to say, no matter what you're doing in this today's world to celebrate things in a very non-traditional way. Um, But on a positive note, (laughs) my guest today is uh, Johnny Castle, and he comes to us from London, UK. Like most people, I am a sucker for a British accent. I had to have him on, plus he's just a wealth of knowledge and is going to allow us to kind of climb inside his brain and see what it's like to think like a guy. Um, And before we get into that, I want to share with you a little bit about some beauty tips that I have come about um, in my time of lockdown. I have discovered the need to embellish and accentuate my eyes, donning the mask more so, and have really um, tried to stay away from anything that's too high maintenance. So I have uh, embraced using Grande Lash. And Grande Lash is an eyelash enhancer. It's incredible. You can pretty much buy it over the counter. You don't have to go to a doctor's office or something of that nature to to get um, more of a medical grade script. It's just as effective. And it grows my eyelashes literally like a weed. I just apply it once at night um, for about a week. And now I just do for maintenance and keep my eyelashes super long and thick and healthy. And it really opens up my entire eye and I strongly strongly recommend and 
If you are interested in giving it a go, you can order it online. And if you type in the code podcast, um, you will get a, a discount um, on, on purchasing the Grande Lash. And that'll be good until the end of the year. So back to my, my guest today, um, Johnny. Johnny is a leading men's dating transformation expert. And he's dedicated his entire life and experiences to helping others. He works with average folks, um, everyday workers and so forth, as well as corporate CEOs and very powerful people. Um, he speaks from his own experiences, um, some of the torment that he felt growing up um, from the opposite sex, and uses his lessons and experiences to help others find love. He's also considered one of the world's top leading dating experts, so we're very excited to have him on the show today. Um, he's not only an expert when it comes to dating, he's also an author, and he's written a book called Elite Seduction, Actionable Tools for Love, Seduction, and Dating. So I am super excited to introduce you to Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So what's everything like over there across the ponds in London? You're in London, well, right? Yes, it's very interesting at the moment. They've just announced another lockdown. So oh. everyone is like scrambling around to, I don't know, meet someone before the lockdown happens or try to scramble around for a restaurant reservation. <laughs> all, oh, God. When is, it, is it implemented now? Like, when's it starting? I know things are bad over there with COVID. Tomorrow. Like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Find your partner today. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. I'm, I'm scared it's going to happen again over here in the U.S. It's just like, ugh. Anyway. Okay, but on a happier note, let's talk a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got into this amazing um, world of dating coaching and, and guiding women and your, your book and everything like that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, this really like came to me as a need for myself, to be completely honest. Um, you know, I think when you go on a journey to understand psychology on a deeper level, you start to trace back the earlier, the earliest things that happened in your childhood that, mm -hmm. that influenced you in a certain way. And the earliest thing I can trace my childhood memories back to is actually being severely bullied by girls at school. Really? Um, yeah, well, I, I say that's to put it lightly. I was actually physically abused. Like, it was very violent. Oh my um, gosh, I'm so sorry. How oh, old were you? That's awful. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come on for sympathy. Don't worry. It's, I'm no, okay. I know. But that's <laughs> Girls were like abusing you in, in school, like not like family members. Right. They were like, like oh, no, peers. No. Yeah, like on the playground, you know. And, and and it was such a young age. I couldn't oh, for the life of me. I, I I I would never be able to remember what what remarks I was saying to provoke such actions, or it was just juvenile behavior. But um. It was actually something I completely forgot about until I started reading about more about psychology and um, realized that that put a limited belief in my head going through my early school life of girls don't like me. You know, and then you pick up a couple of other remarks along the way um, you know, through your school life and it just tops up that limited belief of, okay, girls don't like me, girls don't like me, just forget about speaking to girls. Oh. You know, um, did you have a girlfriend in high school or in college? Or anything no, like because like high school was then, um, it was an all boys school. 
Oh, okay. So yeah. I did okay. like five years at an all boys school, and then I actually mm-hmm. went to study motorsport engineering. Yeah, and... which was mostly male, like right, populated. exactly. Yeah. So that for me was the earliest sort of life um, growing up, and then I realized that I needed help. I needed some confidence and actually um, being able to speak to girls. So I read everything that was out there, um, but most importantly, just done a lot of trial and error and recorded my progress and the patterns in our in human behavior, what makes impact, what doesn't, what we respond well to, what we don't. And um, started teaching my friends. They started getting great results. That was the nod I needed. Um, and then I came to London. I, I came to London. I started uh, working for a company here. Then I built my own company. And um, today, yeah, I, I have clients that fly me in and out um, or, or they fly in to see me, you know, to work That's with them. amazing. That's amazing. What, what sets your, I guess, like what sets your program apart from other, I guess, like dating coaches and things like that, in your opinion? Um, I think experience, like I'm, I'm still relatively young. Um, but my experience, Johnny, I'm 32. Okay. And that scares me because I know what's happened in my life up until now. So 10 year, 10 more years (laughs) of. this sort of lifestyle is like (laughs) you don't want to repeat it sounds like you have a nice life though you have a successful business and everything i do it's only gonna go up from there no it's it's yeah no it's very rewarding it's a very rewarding business very rewarding in terms of coaching and helping people and and seeing the turnaround there but the life one has to live in order to pull out the lessons yeah is a bit rock and roll so you don't like dating? You don't like the personal dating like landscape? Is that it? Um, like the research, I often call it. <laughs> well, like you know, I've I've thrown myself personally in like in certain relationships where I've seen the red flags, but I've walked past the red flags and I go, "There's a lesson in." Oh yeah, I think everybody does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but if you can, like, if you, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. Is that matcha? No, what am I drinking? No, I'm yeah. drinking a latte. All right. <laughs> I'm drinking a latte. It's early over here. Well, not that early, but I'm still milking my first coffee of the day. It's a latte. No, I like matcha though. That's usually my afternoon go-to. <laughs> Great new tropic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a lot of tea over there in London? Um, I've got a big jug of coffee I'm smashing through. So oh, wow. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the highlight of your day, right? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. Um, All right. So back to you, right? Back to your dating. So what's your status now? Do you have a girlfriend? Are you dating? Like, what's what's Um, going on? I I mean, it gets as hard with the lockdown coming. um, It's really interesting. I mean, just to segue from that point, and I'll I'll circle back around, but um, I had a client at the start of lockdown. I was was catching up a lot of my clients, and this this client in particular, he, he works with the police force. And I was catching up with him and I said, oh, how's it going? He goes, yeah, we're just preparing ourselves for the rise in domestic abuse cases. Uh, right. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, wow. And the, um, the ironic thing was that I had another client that was actually, he was in an, an abusive relationship and he tried to actually contact the um, 24-7 uh, abuse helpline, domestic abuse helpline. He couldn't get through. 
And no, it's really bad. Like it's a lot when crazy. people are like in this. Yes, I know. It's like and if I, we've been like I'm in PR. It's like my main mm-hmm. uh, gig, if you will. Um, and so yeah. we represent a variety of different experts and those in that space. Yeah, we've been doing so many stories about that. People don't realize that. I think it's not as well known that that becomes like a major issue when you're all in the house together. In fact, it's. I think divorce is on the rise too because um, yeah. of the previous lockdown here in the U.S. I um, recently was on a date with a guy who is now filing for divorce, and he was saying that um, <laughs> being like in the same home, like lockdown, like basically pushed him over the edge. He couldn't take it anymore, like living with his wife. So, you know, I guess they were obviously unhappy before, but like when you're like you can't escape the person, can't go to work, yeah. like you, you know, it's like. And I think it also I think it also highlights the importance of of that time that you need to have alone. Yes. Yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even with my children, like I'm I'm divorced and I have two young children. Well, I can't always say they're young. In my mind, they're still like babies. But wait, they're like one's in elementary school and one's in middle school. So they're, you know, like whatever. They're not like young, young. But anyway, um, we're together when they're with me and they're, it works out that their homeschool days are when they're with me, of course, my luck. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's like, we can't, like, they're always, like, it's like, it's nice. I love them, but it's nice. Like when we both would leave in the morning and I would go to my office and then they would, yeah. you know, go to school and then we reconvene at the end of the day and kind of talk about what we all did. And, you know, I think it was, it was less like we were in each other's feet. I'm getting on their nerves. I know I'm getting on their nerves and they're definitely getting on my nerves. So it's, <laughs> I, it's just that all around. Like we all yeah. need to have our own places to go, you know? So anyway, 100%. All right, so are you dating? I, I don't know if I can. Uh, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just separated, um, from, from my long-term girlfriend. So, oh, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm no, I mean you can only be excited for what's next. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's cool. it. So it's it's um, again, a beautiful experience. You're always learning. You're always growing. Even when you're the teacher, you're still learning. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I've I've been back out there. I've already like met some new people. Um, it's fun. It's fantastic. And I I I will say this as well for people that will be listening or watching this. Um. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that you can't meet someone in the lockdown, right? But I would like to move people's attention at the data of the these online dating apps. They're reporting usage that they've highest they've ever had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like they, they, it, the party yeah. is on there. Even the people that thought they were too cool for school to, to be on a dating app, they've had no choice. Yeah. They've we've all been yeah. pushed online. Our businesses have been pushed online, our social life, our dating life, we're all online. So whatever the chip is on your shoulder about it, just swipe, like, just brush it off and get on I know, on you that. have to get, get on with it. I know, that's very true. And and all, so and then all the virtual dates and things like that, and then when people were actually able to meet, you know, they would, like, do the social distancing and things. 
um, the first, well, hopefully the only lockdown in the U.S., we'll see. But back in the spring when we were in lockdown, I did a lot of stories about people who were actually finding me deeper connections because being online and not being able to physically be with a person took the, like, guess the edge off of, like, the intimacy card. And they were able to really get to know the person um, you know, the inside of the person and like, you know, uh, I guess quote, become friends in a sense and yeah. have that foundation before, you know, you in, like, I guess injected the whole, like getting in bed and like, how that can mess things up and things like that. Like if you do that too soon. So anyway, yeah. Now are, are you online? What if you, if so, like which, which platforms do you like? Do you have? No, a- I mean, look, I, I tell all my clients this, look, there are, there are popular dating apps um that that are preferred you know i would have preference of using if i was using them right now i i'm I'm currently not i feel that my my um my pipeline is Mm -hmm. is okay uh yeah i you know i I go out i'm quite a social person and I, i think the real online dating the real online dating is social media it yeah. really is because we're all online. And what we know of this as well is Facebook have been testing out their dating platform in in certain countries. And that is something yeah. they're going to roll out. They have that here, actually. I oh, they have? on it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I, I have to have one of my friends. I would love to see I've, how that is. And we haven't got I have a few it. friends that are on it and they love it. And they it's like because I think, um, I mean, they're obviously not people you know but they're friends of friends like there's some sort of like underlying connection um Mm -hmm. because obviously people on facebook you become friends with them because of friends that you have in common or whatever it may be that you accept their friendship so i think it's not random people that can like basically reach out to you i don't know how that works but i think it's either like you can you have access to your friends people that are on it and or just your friends that are on, I'm not really sure. But um, I have one girlfriend that is like, she's gone on a few dates from it and she really, really likes it because she feels more comfortable because like, you know, when you're on an, a, one of the other apps like Bumble or Tinder, not Tinder, um, well, I guess Tinder, I'm not on that one. But anyway, um, you know, you don't know these people from Adam in most cases and you don't even know if they're legit and you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you have to feel it out and do the more of the legwork and more, a lot of times they they don't tend to always be who they present to be on the, on the, on the site. That's the biggest thing. Like my, my friend had recently become single and he was getting really excited about meeting this certain person all week. He was sitting opposite me. We were writing the script together Mm. and, um, you know, he's getting voice messages. She had a French accent. She was spiritual. He was getting really loved. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to meet her. (laughs) And then he meets her and comes to realize her images are like four years old. Oh my God. You know, and like, we just have to be a bit more accountable with what we're putting up in the shop window. You know, it's a waste of everyone's time. Like, 100%. Like, I don't don't understand why people do that because you're eventually going to meet. And if you really don't look like the same person, you're faking stuff on your site or whatever, your your page, whatever it's called, eventually the truth is going to come out. And like, you know, like, yeah like I don't know anyway that's crazy yeah so I feel like that's part of my issues too I 
I'm on it really honestly. Like I, I've gone on a few dates from from it. I have no, I haven't had much success with it. I also don't have a lot of time to dedicate to that. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have a lot of time to dedicate to dating. Period. That's just probably why I'm single. But that's well, another I, I, story. I would, I would say this. I would say this is like, if you just focus on being social. Yeah. Like meeting someone will be the byproduct of that. And I think when people go, oh, I'm single, I need a date. Like as soon as you mention the word date or I need to be dating, you're putting so much pressure on yourself that you don't even, you don't even turn up as yourself. Yeah. You turn up as this nervous, shaky version of yourself. Yeah. And that's not the attractive version. No, I I know. I don't, I don't know. For me, I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's, it's nice if it works out. I don't really care one way or the other right now. I just have a lot going on in my, my life personally. So anyway, all right, back to you. So let's talk about the the name of the show is basically a man's mind. So we're going to jump into your brain and kind of like figure out like how guys mind works is yes, exactly. This is like obviously more geared to our female listeners, but that's okay. I'm sure some of the men that will have a ball listening to this as well. So, um, obviously it's, it's a kind of common sense, if you will, that, that guys are tend to be less emotional, at least on the surface than women are. Um, and women, they all say like girls and so forth, they, they connect more with their brain, whereas men are more physical and like more about like, I don't want to say appearance, but what they see, but that's not necessarily true. Would you agree with that um, notion? Or do you think that men are indeed more like emotional, but that they just present not to be because of the old school, like, you know, they don't want to look like they're weak and like things like that. It's there's unmanly. definitely a bit of that. I mean, like there's power in being vulnerable and I'm teaching a lot of my men that like being vulnerable is okay. Mm-hmm. I had a client that he, he was a guy that you could really have a laugh with. You know, you put him in a social situation. He's the joker of the pack. Um, people love being around him. And he'll even take a, a girl on a date. But then she, the feedback was always the same. Look, you're a great guy, but just there's just no chemistry. Mm. There's no chemistry because he's just trying to be the joker. Yeah. And laugh his way into bed. But he's not really being vulnerable. He's not, he's not able to go from the surface yeah. somewhere deep. Yeah. And... Not everyone's going to open up initially, but if you if you set the frame of that, so if you reveal something about yourself, mm-hmm. right, it might be something that it might be a pain, it might be a desire, it might be a fantasy, it might be a, um, something that happened in your family recently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then that's often reciprocated. So I'm teaching men how to go deep. And if you can go deep, you know, you're now speaking on an emotional frequency with someone. And that is what we can agree on, that women are more emotional, emotionally available uh, than men. I, I recall an incident when I was, and this, again, this goes back to childhood. Um, boxing was always a thing in my mm-hmm. family. I mm-hmm. went boxing training, my father went training. And I remember just as a young kid, we're in the living room. We had the gloves on and we were just messing about, having a little box. And um, he just caught me on the nose. 
right? Your dad, he punched you. Yeah, you should, not, not, thinking not you should have packed your boxing gloves in your book bag for school. You could punch <laughs> those girls on the playground. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I don't even right, make right. a <laughs> That's literally what popped into my head. I'm like, oh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so your dad punched you in so, the nose. He break your nose? No, no, it was just, you know, you just get caught by the glove and then it, it just made my eyes water a little bit. Okay. And I remember having this, this moment with him in the kitchen. He, he grabbed my hands like that. He looked me in the eyes and he says, never show anyone you're weak. Mm. Never show anyone you're weak. And that might just be in the context of boxing, right? But yeah. for me, I, I, I took it as a rule for life. Yeah, yeah, I so would too. Lot, yeah, especially right. in and, that scenario, like that setting, like it wasn't like it. You said it just when it happened. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so for me, like that, that had a knock-on effect for of so many things. Like, I, I wasn't accessing my ability to be vulnerable. I wasn't displaying um, too much affection or emotion or gestures of romance. Mm -hmm. And I believe it to be from that one incident uh, as a child, and it just kind of. It just stayed in my subconscious. So I had to do a lot of like unlearning. Mm -hmm. And it took a certain relationship in my life where I was actually called up, called out, ironically, of um on a lack of you know romantic gestures. From the girl you were dating? She like what, yeah. recognized well, that yeah. as an issue. Yeah. 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 And um it it's um again, so it's it's we we do inherit a lot of things unconsciously mm -hmm. uh, throughout our life. You know, the reference that we've seen how our, our mother and father have been towards each other, mm -hmm. um, you know, incidents like that playing out, you know, in the family home. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so yeah, that's so, yeah. So, so back to the question, um, is being emotionally is being emotionally available important? A hundred percent. And for a lot of guys, that's the sticking point. It really is. Um, what do you do to try is... to bring it out of them? Like to try to get over those hurdles and things that have been ingrained in their head since childhood. I know my, if, to give you an example personally too, like my son, he's nine, um, was recently in, I don't want to call it a fist fight. I mean, it was like a little kid fight or whatever, but he doesn't fight. I mean, I'm like, my kids don't fight. I was like, you don't fight. You walk away from a fight. He's like, mom, um, I have to be tough. I have to defend myself. I'm a guy. I can't look weak. I'm like, uh, yes, you can. I'm like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's not being weak. That's being smart. I'm like, if someone's going to jump on you, then obviously defend yourself. You don't want to sit there and get beaten and not like stick up for your faith, but you don't need to engage in that. Like I said, you can walk away and like still be strong because you're being smarter and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was like one of probably many lessons that I have to like instill in him. Um, but you know, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just giving you like, I feel like he probably already has that from friends and watching TV and definitely not his dad. I think his dad would have run away, <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, some, someone was an influence on him to explain to him that you had to be a tough guy. But yeah, I well, think, I, th that I, I think, on a separate note, I think like for, for like guys should guys should go and take a martial arts class or a lesson or the young boy because it's not just like the self defense thing you're you're learning there. It's um it's discipline. There's a lot of important psychological lessons um, that come out of that. I mean, for example, yeah, I was in an incident. This uh, there was a party going on uh, this weekend just gone, and I don't know this guy was high or he was a bit drunk or something and. 
uh, he, he just got a bit loud. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you know that you can handle yourself, you know, not to rise to it, you know, you have that higher state of consciousness. And I, I think that's, um, definitely, definitely should be part of most people's self-development journey. Yeah. So, okay. So girls should just basically take it with a grain of salt then, I guess, like, and try to not be nagging, but like be more patient with their guy. Um, no, they should encourage they, yeah. like they, they, because without the awareness, here's the thing. Like if you assume like your partner knows what you want, that's when you're running into trouble. So we know the vague advice is, oh, a great relationship is about communication. Mm. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You know, it's so vague. What does that mean? Well, this is an example. We have to communicate our desires, wants, needs, fantasies, whatever they are. They have to be communicated you have to remove the fear that is attached to having that discussion. Because really, the only risk you're taking is not having that conversation at all. True. Because if they're you not going to be receptive to it, they're not probably the partner for you anyway, right? That's right. And like, you know, I've got clients who go, oh, God, look, we had an argument last night. I said, well, that's great. Yeah. That's great. An argument is great because it's all learning. Yeah. You're bringing something to the surface to look at, and you're learning something new about each other. It's uncomfortable in that moment, but it's learning and, and you guys are going to, you know, it's a bump in the road. Right. I agree. I think arguing, I mean, not fighting all, all the time, but like when you have like, you know, healthy arguments, it brings you closer. Yeah. yeah Cause absolutely. Yeah, for sure. As well as how you handle yourself in an argument, I think speaks volumes too. If the other person gets mean and they call names and they're not, you know, they're attacking you. Um, or they're not open to you voicing your opinion and things like that. Um, it also speaks a lot to the type of person that they are. So yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, let's segue over to uh, our dear friend, Steve Harvey, who <laughs> had a show back in the day um, and he's still you know, a TV host and author, et cetera, et cetera. And he wrote um, a pretty popular book about act like a lady, think like a man. Um, I don't even remember when, like probably about I, I didn't read the book, but um I've I've watched the the film. Oh really? There's a movie? Yeah. Oh I should have known that. I'm gonna yeah, it was based is on it the book. good? Yeah. Oh it was it's, fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get off I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Sounds good. It's good viewing for this weekend. Okay. So according to his hit, to Harvey in his book, he's like saying that men are very simple. Um, you know, men um, in love say that they do, they, they basically do three things when they're in love. They, I want to see if you agree with this and if you could mm -hmm. chime in a little bit. So according to him, he says that they profess the love. I love you. Um, and then they provide. And by that, I guess that means like, taking their love to dinner, like making sure they're taken care of and like all of that. And they protect. And then anything beyond that, they say, he says is like a bonus for the, I, I guess the other person. Would you agree? Disagree? Have anything to weigh in on? Well, the, the last bit, like a bonus? Well, all of it. Like the, like the three main things that a guy does in a relationship, um, mm -hmm. according to Steve Harvey, is to profess, provide, and protect. Is that mostly what guys essentially sign up to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd agree on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, I have a more of a, a comprehensive um, journey I take my clients on. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, that's why I would need, yeah, so share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's, 
and I get them to make several lists. I just need to remember what the they are because I've been adjusting this recently. But the first one is obviously like um, the superficial stuff, like aesthetics, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I get them to basically write down all of the things that they're drawn towards, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The next list, I get them to make a list of their char the character traits that they want within someone. And then the next list is how they want to, how they want their partner to make them feel emotionally, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what that then does is it gives them a bit more focus and awareness of maybe opportunities that were already there, mm -hmm. but they just weren't awake to them. Mm -hmm. It's like, I always use the analogy of, when you go, I don't know, like, for example, Range Rover. I, I bought a Range Rover when I was younger. I was I watched oh, too I many Bond that. films, That's I guess. That's going to be my next car. I'm jealous. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> such a British kind of remark. Yeah? Love but, it. Um... <laughs> yeah. Like, I need a big car because of my kids. I really want to be in a, like a Porsche. Boxer. Yeah, they're, they're comfortable. But that's another story. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I would, I would go down to the forecourt and... I was saving up for, for one of these cars and every couple of months I'd see that I was getting closer and closer mm -hmm. and um, I get back in the car and I drive the road, dr drive on the road and I, I'd suddenly see so many more Range Rovers yeah. on, on the road. Yeah. Now there hadn't been an increase of the amount of Range Rovers on the road. There had simply just been an increase of my awareness of something that was already there. That so, is so, that's such a good analogy because it's yeah. so true. And I totally, mm -hmm. I'll finish. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I totally see where you're going. It makes perfect sense. All right, go ahead. Finish. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it is like, it's understanding what you want. And a lot of people, if they're not finding what they want, it's because they can't see what's already there. So it's doing that inner work first and most foremost, mm -hmm. rather than sort of shooting in the dark. And then you need to look at, how you're spending your time you know I was I, my one of my phrases you you've got to get a good return on your time you know where you socialize where you eat what sports clubs you go to what hobbies and interests you have you know what is the likelihood that you will meet someone that matches the description that you've just spent time building mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because some people call life you know, go into that same bar week in, week out. And they're, and they're complaining, that, oh, I, I never really meet meet the person. Well, show me where you're going and I'll show you who you'll meet. True. You That's know? true. I actually just had this conversation with my girlfriends um, a couple of weeks ago. We're like, we need to put ourselves in better situations, like, you know, going out. Like, I, I don't think about yeah. that when I make reservations and, you know, like, like, maybe we should just, like, hang out, like, at a rooftop instead of going to, like, just a intimate little dinner the two of us when we're just catching up you know even though we're just planning to go and catch up like at least we'll be in an atmosphere where it's a little bit more likely that we yeah like you could be having dinner and there's a bit of eye contact going over there and a little cheeky yeah. smile and there's something's happening there you know it can yeah. just be like that yeah yeah so it's it's like i i was i was working with a client this morning on a video call mm -hmm. and um he was meeting women in shops and on, on the street and stuff, just being a bit more social, just saying hello. Oh, like stores, like, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, I was like, dude, your, your environment isn't providing, you need to change your location. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was pushing him to actually change where he lives. Mm 
because there's no point sitting somewhere if it's not giving you a good return on your time. I know. I actually just did that too. I moved. Um, I have an apartment in New York City and Mm -hmm. I was living in an area that was a little younger and very artsy and it was beautiful um, area. It was a little far from where my clients were. So there's a variety of reasons why I moved. But one of the reasons, in all honesty, was like, I have social friends that are in the in the neighborhood that I moved to, but I also feel like the level of men that I would potentially meet is much better there. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent better. Yeah. My age, like you know, well, look, it's, look, look, you're you're in marketing, right? You're in marketing. PR, so yeah, yeah. So, I'm so a PR it's, firm. It's, it's it's that. It's you, you just got to market yourself, and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like any great marketer knows, it's like location 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 yeah no a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah okay moving on um so steve harvey also says that men expect three things in return for their peas the three things that we went over before the profess provide and protect he says that um men and i want to see if you agree look mm-hmm. for support from their female yeah. suitor loyalty mm-hmm. and he calls it the cookie which is basically sex so yeah. i, I want to ha- dive in a little bit um into how important obviously sex is important to both parties but how important is sex for a man to have on a regular basis i mean i done so much research and read stories and articles and as a reporter i've done stories too it's about- just important like it's just it's just like it's a healthy like the biggest killer in a relationship is the reduction of intimacy yeah yeah. You know, so it just, if you've got like amazing sexual chemistry with your partner, uh-huh. then he's not going to look elsewhere, you know? Right. And I, I, and I, that's coming from me as well. I've been the philanderer, you know, I've been the naughty boy in my relationships. And then I've, I've, I've recognized my behavior when I've stuck and I've been good, you know? And it, yes. So I would agree with Mr. Harvey there that it's, his sex is, it's definitely, um, high up on that list but what's what's also important is again like that support that and that's why i made that that third column um when i was helping my guys find out the woman of their dreams Mm -hmm. it's how does she make you feel emotionally you know does she make you feel that you're like successful does she make you feel respected Mm -hmm. you know does she make you feel listened to you know just all these things how does she make you feel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this is the person you're going to spend most of the time with yeah, you want that person to build you up and raise you up and support. Yeah, no. I'm... Yeah, it's about being a team. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay. And again, like if it's not recognized, this like it, it needs to come up in conversation. You've got to have the bravery to actually pull your partner on things that you need. Yeah, and not do it in a pushy way, right? Just an mm. open conversation kind of a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, um, so sticking with sex, <laughs> we may. He also <laughs> says that women should wait about 90 days before having sex with a new partner. Like, basically, they should wait. So I'm curious to know, in your male professional mind, do you think, I don't, you don't have to stick with the 90-day mark. Like, that's, I feel like, kind of very, you know, specific. But do you think that there should be a little time before you hop into bed or do you think it's like case by case like what, yeah, what are your I thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think it's a great question. I think the answer is when you feel like he's earned it. Earned it? Ooh. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean like if you've got the chemistry and you, and you feel it like I I've, I've been with women and I've met them on the, on the day 
right? And and it's got sexual, and then they've become my girlfriend for the next couple of years. Uh huh. So I wouldn't really say there's a rule. It just it's I think it's how you behave after the intimacy's happened. So you don't necessarily right? think that intimacy could be like the the kiss of death to a new relationship if you do it quickly. It's how you handle yourself afterwards. Is that what you mean? It, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely how you handle yourself afterwards. Like if you become very needy yeah. and get a bit crazy after, then that's a massive turnoff. Yeah. So it's just like, like hey, just psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, just be cool. Just, just be cool. Like, yeah. you know, that's happened. That's cool. Like, and that's just be the same person that you were. Cause that's what he enjoyed. I also think women um, tend to think that when they get in bed early, that not all women, but I feel like maybe men do, um, that they're in this relationship all of a sudden. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're like exclusive or, you know, yeah. you have to like pretend like, I'm not pretend like it didn't happen, but kind of put that to the side and still work on the beginning foundation. Not of to put a label on it. Right. Cause then I mm. think that probably could push someone away if you were too needy. For me personally, it takes me a while to like want to do that. Like, I feel like I need to like, I don't know. Well, yeah. It even, it even, it even takes a guy a while, you know? Does it? Like, it's not just like a female thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like if, if it's not happening there in the mind, I don't really think it can happen in the body. I agree. I fully agree. Yeah. But some of the men I've met don't feel that way or, you know, present that way. But maybe they're just... Well, then, then, then I feel obsessed. that that would be an example of someone you feel hasn't earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you know when they've earned it. You know when there's that, that back and forth game of mind tennis going on. You know, you, you've got that kind of chemistry going on and you're both yeah. excited about each other. Yeah. Or it's just like a pure physical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they show that they actually care about you as a person, not just like getting inside of your clothes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Um, anyway. Okay. So um, last but not least, in, in, with this study, um, he was talking about women who should always keep the bar high and not lower the bar ever. Um, and he references his relationship with his wife, who still basically stands outside the car door and waiting for him to open the door for her. And and he said, when you lower the bar, then you're going to get a lot of dogs in your own yard and you keep the bar high, then you're only going to get the people that are willing to jump over the fence. And the dogs, well, not to call a guy a dog, but he's using that, like, you know, I guess analogy or what have you. But like... Um, the guy that's going to, there will be men that are willing to hop over and put the effort into getting over the higher fence. Do you think that that's important for women to always keep their level? Yeah, have, have, have self-respect, 100%. Like you attract what you feel you're deserving of, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you are having a moment and you know, you're in a low point in your life, then guess what? You might attract someone that's in the same position. Mm -hmm. So it's, you, you've really got to kind of check in with yourself the whole self-love thing, I mean, it, it's it's important. Oh, I agree. You know? Yeah. It, it's, you, it's important. Yeah, you can't love another person if you don't love yourself. Like, you can say you do, no. but you really can't, I don't think. Yeah, no. yeah. Because how can yeah, I... Yeah, like, I, 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 I think all of that's important, you know? Like, um, chivalry is not dead. The gentleman still exists. He's out there. You know, a, one, a bad experience with with one guy is, is not how it's going to play out with 
in the rest of your dating life. You know, there's a lot of decent guys out there. I agree. So your take homes, I guess, um, as we wrap up are really to assess your location, where you're living and where you're like spending your free time, creating like, um, not a vision board, but creating like a list of things that you really are like, you know, looking for in a partner. And Mm -hmm. what else would you say? Like one more thing. I would say, by the way, that list for like a bit of an insight, Uh what is the most common feature that men look for in a woman Uh is a woman that challenges them. And I, I, when I say challenge, I don't mean in an abrasive, argumentative way. Mm-hmm. I'm in a way that if you're wrong, she calls you out on when you're wrong. She's mm-hmm. not passive. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not always right in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But someone who's passive, you know, what happens? You tend to lose respect for that person. Right. So, okay, so, honey, okay, whatever you think. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Like, that's when you're that. going to lose, like, respect. Because you know when you're wrong and you know when someone's just letting it pass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, like, let everybody know where we can find you and um, also about your book. Is it on Amazon, Johnny? Yeah. So my book, uh, Elite Seduction, that's on Amazon. Um, God, that's it's been out for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, my website, johnnycassell.com. Uh, yeah, I'm currently doing, like, virtual consultations uh, over, like, 20-week periods and getting some fantastic results for my clients there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so... And you work and with clients Instagram all over well. the, like all over, like, or just in the, like, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So us folks too. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you've been great. Thank you so much for joining us. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah the have been good. All right. Good luck with the lockdown. <laughs> Thank oh, you. I'll survive. All right. <laughs> you will. All right. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay. Bye-bye. Right, cool. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Getting ready in the mornings looks completely different now. Whether you're waking up and heading into the next room for a Zoom meeting or grabbing a mask when you grab your coffee thermos to head out the door, there is no denying it. It's different than it was last year. But thankfully, no matter where you're headed, Grande Cosmetics has something for you to accentuate the features above your mask. Grande Cosmetics, known best for their cult favorite lash enhancing serum, Grande Lash MD, creates beauty products with benefits. From their Grande Drama Intense Thickening Mascara with castor oil to their Grande Brow Brow Enhancing Syrup with peptides and vitamins for thicker, fuller-looking brows, Grande Cosmetics enhances your natural beauty. Find their products at grandecosmetics.com. That's Grande with an E on the end, just like your Starbucks order. Also available at Sephora, Ulta, Morphe, Macy's, and Salon Professionals at Salon Centric. The Race for the Ring listeners can enjoy 15% off their total purchase at grandecosmetics.com with the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Redeemable at grandecosmetics.com, which will be valid through December 31st, 2020. Happy shopping! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.